This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. This is Brother Bill Busier, Right Worshipful Past District Deputy Grandmaster of Ancient Free and Accepted Masons of the State of Illinois, bringing you the short talk bulletin titled Our Masonic Toolbox, Part 1 of 2, Volume 100, Number 10, from October 2022, written by Brother Brian Musicar who is a certified lecturer and is currently 5th Northeastern District Education Officer of this same jurisdiction. Note that portions of this piece are written in the first person. We learn in the Dewdrop Lecture, or more modernly, the Middle Chamber, the tools and implements of architecture, symbols most expressive, have been selected by the fraternity to imprint on the memory wise and serious truths, and thus, through a succession of ages are transmitted unimpaired the most excellent tenets of our institution. Since being initiated as an entered apprentice, I have been fascinated by the working tools as symbols of our morality and as lessons into what we should be learning in each of the degrees, studying, internalizing, and then applying to our lives. During that time, I decided to explore what the other grand jurisdictions around the world were doing for their working tools as well as their entered apprentice rituals and discovered that within the United Grand Lodge of England, otherwise known as UGLE, there was an extra tool, namely the chisel. I started wondering why we didn't have the chisel as well. This in turn became a rabbit hole, which, like Alice, I rapidly descended into this undiscovered world and family of Freemasonry. As I explored, I discovered that the Grand Lodges within the USA are all very similar in their rituals, and their form make them almost like siblings. When compared to the Canadian Provincial Lodges, the similarities are strong, but we are more like first cousins. And then, when compared to the United Grand Lodge of England, or the Grand Lodge of Scotland, we become even further removed, of the same family, with some distinct likenesses, but differences have evolved over the generations. We start with the exploration of some of the numerology of Freemasonry, in this case, the number three. The preponderance of triads, or sets of three items, is one of the striking features of Freemasonry. There seems to be three of everything, three degrees, three knocks at the door, three principal officers, three greater lights, three lesser lights, three immovable jewels, three movable jewels. The list goes on and on and is continually explored. In fact, Freemasonry abounds in so many symbolic triads, it's even more striking when a set of Masonic symbols does not come in a group of three. In most USA jurisdictions, there are three working tools only in the Fellowcraft degree. The Entered Apprentice has two working tools, and the Master Mason's degree has only one. In other countries, most notably English-speaking ones, each degree comes with a triad of working tools. Under the UGLE, the third tool of the Entered Apprentice is the chisel, and the Master Mason's tools are the skirret, the pencil, and the compasses. Let us explore all these tools, as well as the trowel, which is notably absent in Canadian, Australian, English, and Scottish lodges. 
Under the UGLE, the first two working tools of the Ennard Apprentice, the 24-inch gauge and the common gavel, are the same as in the USA. With the 24-inch gauge, basically a two-foot-long ruler, we discover that it being divided into 24 equal parts is emblematical of the 24 hours of the day, which we are taught to divide into three equal parts, whereby we find eight hours for the service of God and a distressed worthy brother, eight for our usual vocations, and eight for refreshment and sleep. We further learn in our installation of officers' work that the rule directs that we should punctually observe our duty, press forward in the path of virtue, and inclining neither to the right nor to the left, in all our actions have eternity in view. In both pieces of ritual, balance in our lives, our actions, and our thoughts is our long-term goal. An interesting thing to note that while the 24-inch gauge is basically identical to that in the U.S., the explanation of the common gavel is slightly different in Scotland. Scottish ritual explains that the gavel teaches us that skill without exertion is of little avail, that labor is the lot of man. For the heart may conceive, and the head may devise in vain, if the hand be not prompt to execute the design. Contrasted to our ritual, where the common gavel serves to divest our hearts and consciences of the vices and superfluities of life, the Scottish gavel emphasizes the need for exertion and effort in a timely manner to accomplish our goals. Although the 24-inch gauge and common gavel may be familiar to U.S. Blue Lodge Masons, the chisel is definitely not. The chisel points out to us the advantages of education by which means alone we are rendered fit members of regularly organized society. This concept, pairing the chisel with education, is a fascinating juxtaposition as we often consider that education is cumulative, where over time we accumulate knowledge, skills, and qualifications. The chisel is an implement of great sharpness made use of by operative masons that cleaves unnecessary rock from usable stone. This is an idea that education might be used to pare away the unnecessary while leaving us with only what is vital is both profound and paradoxical, meriting deep study and contemplation. In fact, the chisel is a tool of paradoxes, small yet powerful, emblematic of education via elimination, not accumulation. This makes sense when put in combination with the paradoxical nature of the candidate's preparation, neither naked nor clad, barefoot nor shod, hoodwinked yet seeking light, and with a cable toe once around his neck, in which condition he is seeking freedom. The three English and Scottish tools of the fellowcraft, the plum, the square, and the level, are identical, and ritual demonstrates that they are emblematical of identical teachings. The plum admonishes us to walk uprightly in our several stations before God and man, squaring our actions by the square of virtue, ever remembering that we are traveling upon the level of time to that undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns. Easy enough to do, extremely hard to do well. The three English working tools of the Master Mason are wholly foreign to the American Mason from any of our multitude of grand jurisdictions. Although the compasses have special significance to the Master Mason, ritual ascribes and reinforces the use of this valuable tool as taught to our entered apprentices in the USA, 
as to circumscribe and keep us within due bounds, as well as to our worshipful masters, to limit our desires in every station, that rising to eminence by merit, we may live respected and die regretted. Yet in English-Scottish-Canadian ritual, the compasses remind us of God's unerring and impartial justice, who, having defined for our instruction the limits of good and evil, will reward or punish as we have obeyed or disregarded His divine commands. The circumscribing aspect of the compasses is here reiterated, but with a special emphasis on the idea of justice, and that if we fail to subdue our passions and improve ourselves in masonry, then we will be judged for it, even if we are to escape earthly punishment. In the USA, we have replaced this with the emblem of the Book of Constitutions, guarded by the Tyler's sword, which reminds us that we should ever be watchful in our thoughts, words, and actions, particularly when before the uninitiated, ever bearing in remembrance those truly Masonic virtues, silence and circumspection. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.